0: Gaming NBS episode 274 being recorded Monday, December 30th, 2019. Welcome to Gaming and BS Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm your host, Sean.
1: And I'm Brett. How's it going? Good to have you back, folks. Glad people are here. That intro music is really dragging there. Not really, not a long time.
0: Well, I didn't, so new setup, so I can't ah. fade it.
1: Oh, I see. Got it, got it, got it. Sean's got, a new, Sean's got a new setup, but I got to say, of all the new setups Sean has had over the last five years, this has been the smoothest.
0: Smoothest. Smoothest. I have literally dusted my gear, got online, and it's been messed up for like 30 minutes. Yeah. I remove components, put in all software, and it's working like a charm.
1: Yeah. I just hope it's
0: recording right now. It is. Well,
1: if it's it's not, what are we (laughs) going to do? We'll just start over. So anyway, let's see here. No. This is. Oh, sure. No, I'll get you the beer. Hold Sorry, down, bro. my
0: wife came down and.
1: She's getting you a beer? Well, I could have got
0: up and got it myself, but since she's right, right so, here. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, I know. And the bottle opener, please, on top. Oh, in the bottle opener? Oh. I called my wife all the way from the fifth bedroom.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, so on the other end of the um, Casa de Kelly.
0: I rang the little bell and she. Uh,
1: came oh, yes. Up. Yes, yes. That's because the that's because the butler has the uh, holiday off. Yes. The new year, of course. And the new year off, Yeah. So this is New Year's Eve Eve. We're recording this. So for those of you who are into celebrating New Year's, Happy New Year to everybody. By the time you get this, it will be 2020. I hope you have a good start to your 2020.
0: I could launch it tomorrow.
1: You could? You think you could? Oh, yeah. That's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it will. No. All right. Well, all right. So if Sean fucks up, doesn't get it out tomorrow, Hope you had a good start to 2020. If he doesn't, happy new year. And we'll see you next time on that. So let's see here, announcement-wise, EverCon talked about this. Gonna bring it up again. It's soon. It's like two weeks, people. It's <laughs> January 10th. It's coming up fast. We've got um our setup is already started because the facility, um, we've got space within there. We can start moving things in. So we're getting some of our setup already going. It's looking like it should be a good con. Pretty darn sharp. We've had, um, one of the cool things I'm really uh, pleased with is the uh, the attendees we have. We had a gentleman who's going to run some games. <coughs> Excuse me. And he sent us an email. He's like, hey, Brett, I got this stupid work thing. They dropped on me. I got to leave. Could you please cancel my game? I'm really, really sorry. I'm like, oh, no problem, dude. Yeah, it's, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll change that up on you. Please send him my name and an
0: email so I can <laughs> put him
1: on the naughty list. Naughty list. But I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And I thanked him. He goes, "Oh yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly just run off and leave you guys hanging." I'm like, you know what? That's that's the type of con attendee you like to have. They can't make it. They call the con. They cancel the game before the convention starts, and give people a chance to find something different. But so that was pretty nice.
0: I swear, the older brackets, yeah, the nicer he gets,
1: the more well, forgiving. Well, he get he gave like you know almost two weeks notice, right? So it's like quitting a job. Well, Motherfucker, dropped that on me like a day before. I'll hunt his ass down. Oh, okay. Right. Fair. That That's 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 not acceptable. Right. Two-week notice? I'll give you that. That's professional. That's good. Anything less than that? No. That's not why happening. Sean
0: hasn't submitted any events.
1: Because <laughs> if Sean backs out, I'll beat his ass. That's right. Um, a different so anyway, Ever- dynamic
0: will come to the show.
1: <laughs> Evercon.org. Check it out. Hopefully we can see you there. Um, let's see, Iron Shoes and Blacksmith's Folly, uh, pimped that a few times. One last time for this year, um, they're out there. Drive through RPG, look them up. You've got the uh, the Avalon Core Setting Book and then the two adventures that are out there. So grab them, go, so forth and onward. Um, anything else announcement wise? Anything cool new? No.
0: I grabbed a copy of Mothership.
1: You like it? I do. So you like the setting or you like the rules?
0: It, there isn't much on the setting.
1: So it's a, lot of it's a rules. stack. Yeah, a lot of rules.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not a lot.
1: It's no, I'm just saying. Light. So it's, it's the rules. Yes. A rules lady type of thing. Yes. And based on the type of rules, it probably would help you say, oh, this would help me tell this type of yes. story with my friends. Or we could run this type of game.
0: Very it's uh, positioned as uh, highly lethal.
1: Okay. I like uh, that.
0: Horror, space, space horror, sci fi okay. horror. Okay.
1: Aliens type yep. Of thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Got it, got it.
0: Four classes.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Uh, D20,
1: D20, D20 dice pool, chips, two dips, what? 2D10. 2D10, percentiles? 2D10. Um, or are you adding them up? I forgot. Yeah, I mean, you just got it. You're buzzing through it. It is. uh,
0: I think it's percentile. No, 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 no. Two thing, three, three kind of mechanics. Two D ten. Okay. Two D ten. Add them together.
1: All right. We'll have to. We'll have to. And then percentile. So how much did this run you?
0: Pay for uh, pay what you want. I chipped in seven bucks.
1: Okay, and it's on drive through then? It's on I drive through which
0: There'll be a link in the show notes, um, and there's a die roll I'll mention about. Oh,
1: well, sweet. I'll have to grab a copy, read through it, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. It's a quick read. Oh, speaking of uh, <clears throat> quick reads and stuff and things to come, I did talk to Mr. Tim DeShane, and I've got his availability for when we can do an Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer Hyperbore Hyperborea episode. I just want to get through my Evercon season first and um we'll I'll pick a time and get the show notes built up and whatever so we can do that probably should be get that done January do you think Tim
0: would be considered an astonishing swordsman
1: hmm I think he's <laughs> both a swordsman and a sorcerer I think he what? he's a I think he's got the multi-class vibe going you can't do both in that world. oh oh oh, oh. Mr Duchesne. oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah man it's a goddamn He's a delight. That's what he is. He's a goddamn delight. (laughs) But anyway, it'd be great to have him on the show. So that's coming. Oh, last thing, Sean. Did you see the new Star Wars movie? I did. You loved it?
0: So when I got (laughs) done, I went on the interwebs. I went and saw it. Somebody asked me what I thought of it. I didn't, I won't give any spoilers away. Uh, My reaction was it's Star Wars. It's the end of the Skywalker
1: saga, saga. Mm-hmm.
0: and I'm glad it's over.
1: Oh, that's not a
0: ringing Sean Kelly endorsement. Now, as I want to go, I, th- I might go see it New Year's Day with my nephew. I think as time goes by, the more pissy I'll get about that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does it have Mythic chlorians? No. Okay, just wondering. Wondering if those were going to make a comeback. No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the
0: the, more, well, I'm, the more of those the, movies I watch, the more Rogue One just makes more sense to me. I like Rogue One.
1: Um, yeah, because there's
0: I, not any goofy shit going on.
1: <clears throat> so I'll, I'll say this. I am. I've said it before. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I love the fact that my friends love it. And I've got friends online. They're like, oh, my God, this movie, blah, blah. They're having fun. And some people are like, eh, it's okay. What I can't stand is, and we've talked about this before, the senseless bashing of this movie is stupid, you're stupid, and your fucking fucking face is stupid because you like it, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, my God, really? I, I will probably see it eventually. And the only thing that bothers me about the movie is that guys like you, who are big Star Wars fans, are like, eh. And when you walk out of it, go, man, I feel bad for Sean because you're my friend. Oh, huh. and I do. I'm like, oh, that sucks. That was the thing you're looking forward to. It was kind of like I had a friend of mine, not a huge Tolkien fan. He said, what do you think of the Hobbit movies, the three movies that Jackson did went, eh, Kind of blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, I feel bad for you. I'm like, thanks, Nick. That's that's a <laughs> thank you for you. He goes, no, I know. I know you love that setting. You love that world. And kind of kind of sucks that it just didn't didn't do it for you. You know, you're looking forward to something, and you felt like you had the rug pulled out from you. So, I feel bad for you. Mandalorian. I've heard great things about that. That's a uh, that's a good one. I
0: think. I, th- ah, I think deep in my soul, mm-hmm. if the Mandalorian was eight episodes, I think like 45 minutes each. Yeah. So, you know what is that? Hour and a half per two. Okay, times four.
1: That was a movie. You like it? That, yeah. Where Where you going? Where are you going?
0: Six hours of <clears throat> television. I think. Right. If okay. Yeah. Mathis. Right. All right. So I think if they took some of that Skywalker saga and stretched it out and had some decent, a uh, little bit more character
1: development, maybe. I don't know. There is a wonderful, cool thing. Maybe and it's because a...
0: I'm not freaking twelve. I don't know.
1: <laughs> so I started. I started watching The Witcher, which is a new uh, Netflix thing. Based. I've on heard all kinds
0: stuff. of shit about that thing too. I don't know.
1: I've seen three episodes. Uh, two episodes. Can't stand it so far. I'm gonna give it a couple more. It's am like this is boring the fuck out of me. It's but like I've one read one really good... that people love it. They're like ah. Yeah, there's people love it. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy that you love it. I'm like, man, it's not my thing. I kind of like so far not impressed. There was one kick ass fight scene. And I saw him like, fuck, that was really, that was an awesome sword fight scene. That was really tight. That was super cool. The rest of my, man. So did you read the books? No. So I'm not grooving on it. But what's going to happen is I'm going to watch it. Okay, we'll get through it. Like, oh, it was okay. It's fantasy. It's really well done in the the genre, blah, 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 whatever. I think what's really cool now is we have this format of these seasons, these episodes, wonderful things you can throw out there. It's almost like a story, like the Skywalker saga was it was early because we didn't have the Netflix format, like this this type of where HBO Well, would
0: Star Wars go. did a lot of shit that nobody was doing.
1: Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Now if you were to look back on it and say, hey, I have this really cool story I want to tell, I could tell that saga over like eight seasons. Right. And people would be like, oh my yeah. God, this would be drooling like how amazing this is. Because there would be no hour and a half, two hour time constraint. There's no need to cut or, or you know, smash and grab and wedge things together. Ha, wedge. Um, Star Wars joke. Anyway, um, there he is. But, I think, I think you've got a, a thing there that some of those, that some of these stories um, would almost be better suited in a way for the longer form. Yeah. The short, longer form because it's not like a never-ending X-Files like 8200 seasons or the Simpsons thousand plus over seasons are running. But somebody said, Look, we're going to tell us beginning to an end, and we'll run it for five seasons. Huh? That'd be pretty cool.
0: Now, there's somebody right this minute yelling at us at their whatever they're listening to this on that this was three trilogies. What are you talking about? They, you know, spread it across nine movies.
1: I think the whole thing is amazing and the fact that it has this much of a fan following and that no matter what you did to end it in the the Skywalker epic arc, someone's going to be unhappy. Sure. Because it's so big and so long from when we were kids to now. It's got so much, man. How do you live up to everybody? You can't. You just can't do it. But,
0: you know, there are like, I think a lot of people that watch, for example, The Dark Knight. A lot of people came out of that movie and said that's a freaking great movie. What's yeah. his name that played the Joker was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Heath Ledger. Yep. Yeah. So
0: there's going to be people that came out of there and said,
1: oh, I didn't like
0: it." Uh, it oh yeah, yep, I yep, liked yep. Uh, Jack Nicholson and.
1: Oh, uh, I've I've had people tell me that. No, it's too dark, too brooding. Right. I like this other type of Batman, but yep.
0: majority. Of fans mm-hmm. were like, that was a good kick-ass <clears throat> movie. I will tell you, man,
1: that. the bulk of the Star Wars friends I have who like Star Wars have been like, huh, not bad. Could have been better, blah, 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 but they all all had fun and enjoyed it in some way. It's
0: not 1977, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. Let's get on with this thing,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Jesus, we got to move on. Let's random encounter. This. Open that door. All right.
0: Random encounter. I'll start because I'm running this shit. You are. You set up. Well, I got to set this up. Got an email, subject line, I did it. Let's go back to episode 264 when Mike originally wrote into us. I live in a very small town in Idaho, and in the last couple years, I've wanted to try the tabletop RPG games like D&D. Very cool. Yeah, trying to get... People to commit to playing or getting started has been a challenge. The one reason I think it has been challenging is none of us know what we are doing. I bought the Lost Mine of Phandelver starter set and have been reading through the rules, but I will be honest, these uh, sometimes go right over my head. I seem to be a visual learner. Do you know of any good YouTube videos or as I am new to your podcast, is there any episodes you would recommend for me? Any other tips or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance, Mike.
1: Cool. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. That was a while then back. Then we
0: had some other banter
1: in there. But it's, it's, it's 10 episodes ago, so that's a while back. So Mike writes in. Awesome. Hello,
0: Sean and Brett. It's Mike from episode 264. I really appreciate you answering my question and giving the advice that you did. You pointed me in the right direction, and in fact, this Saturday I ran my first game.
1: Awesome! That is that is a no no guff clap, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, that is well done.
0: My daughter joined a D and D club in middle school, and it is very hit or miss. So the group asked if I would run a game for them during their Christmas break. It was not with the group I had thought I would run my first game with, but it was with a great bunch of kids. Awesome. And I am not sure if I lucked out, but they all played very well, and I did not have to kill any of them off for being middle school kids, if you know what I mean.
1: You got lucky. So <laughs> I'm getting, getting, getting. he either
0: didn't have didn't kill their PCs or didn't kill the kids.
1: Either way, it's a win-win. win Mike's doing win. Win well. win. Way to go. Win, Mike. Win. Mike. Very good.
0: Murder averted. I'm to it. Uh, I look forward to playing again soon. And again, thank you. And I'm a proud to be the newest BSer. All the best in 2020, Mike.
1: Oh, Mike, that is awesome, man. Yeah, that's really man. cool. Man, that's a great story. I love that. Look at, look at the
0: good things from you, Mike.
1: Damn straight.
0: Right? Some of those kids are going to grow up and they're going to have a crazy, goofy podcast about tabletop role-playing games. So
1: they are going to talk about this time their friend's dad came came down and ran for us at the school. I mean, it, it's cool. And I think one of the things here that's really neat, Mike, is that when you say it was it was not the group I thought I would run my first game with, and I think what you did there was awesome because you were open for the opportunity. You saw it and you wanted to do it. You could have easily said, you know what? No, I will not run for... A pack of kids, it's gotta be grown men, my age, we're gonna do this together, just my friends, or only this group of people, or only this whatever. You wanted to do it and by seeing that opportunity, you latched onto it and did it. That's really, really cool. Because it's very easy to see that type of opportunity, like, hey, I wanna try this thing. Someone gives you an end and you're like, nah, it's not really the perfect opportunity. I thought it'd be this other thing. But that's awesome, dude. That's really that's really, really cool. Congrats, Mike. That's
0: yeah. Super awesome. Good. Congratulations, nice. Mike. Great job.
1: Very nice. All right.
0: Chris Shorb writes in, uh, or email, voicemail.
1: One of the two or three. One of those things.
2: John Brett, it's Chris Shorb calling in about house rules. I listened to episode two on house rules the other day. Just finished it. Hey, Merry Christmas to you both, by the way. Today's Boxing Day here in California. Wanted to call... House rules. You kind of touched on this, but.
1: All right. What the hell is boxing day? It's a Canadian thing. I know that. In I don't know enough. about California. Keep... Someone says, oh, it's boxing day. And I hear them like, oh, that's a Canada thing. And I don't know anything more about it. I keep meaning to look it up, but I don't know. And then someone will explain it to me. Some wonderful Canadian will say, because they're all wonderful and polite. And will say, Hey Brett, this is what boxing day is. I'm like, oh yes, thank you very much. And when it rolls around every year, I forget. Anyway, let's go on.
2: But. You know, the thing that's always hasn't worked for me with the, with the, hey, if you want a house rule, there's a game out there that'll match your needs. Well, that's not necessarily true. If I'm tweaking how, you know, if I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to put limits on the plus ones in D&D, so you can only have a plus one weapon and that's it. Well, that's a house rule, I guess, but that's, uh, there's no other game that's exactly like D&D except has that rule. That just, it's just not logical. Um, yeah, there's a continuum. As you start to modify the rules, if you say, hey, I'm not going to use races anymore, or everybody's going to be human, hey, there's only one type of magic user, then you start to shift into in, something. Maybe there is another game that matches your needs. Um, the other thing, and you guys did touch on this but didn't really dig too deep, was where, what about all the stuff that's published by the company that is official but you just decide not to use it? Is that a house rule or is that just – a limit. Like if you're playing, if you're not playing Dark Suns, you say, hey, I don't want any psionics in my game. And you're playing, you know, third edition D&D. And you say, I want no psionics. Is that a house rule? Is that not a house rule? I don't know. That's now we're getting into a murky, murky pool of I don't know what. Anyways, Happy New Year's, guys. I'd be interested in seeing your, you know, retrospective of the decades, at least from a gaming MBS standpoint. I think that'd be a cool episode. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. I We didn't talk. We hinted at it a little bit with the, hey, what you're not using. I mean, because like right now. Well, Ran- D&D, Randy. Randy. Yeah. Randy Farmer did. <laughs> he brought it up. We talked about it a little bit. And I mean, I can look at D&D 5e and say, well, it's just the player's handbook. So no Santhos Guide. No Volos. No. Nope. None of that. Huh. Okay. Anytime you start adding stuff or you submit You know, we tend to think, and I think we talked about this one in Randy's comment, you know, we think sometimes when I'm modifying something and not always just what we the official stuff we don't use or whatever. So it's interesting. I think if you broaden your scope or you actually take the time to define what a house rule is, you'll find, I think, that you're uh, probably house ruling a whole lot more than you thought you did, because there's a lot of different ins and outs and things you omit or commit and so forth that. May well fall on that definition. I think a lot of us end up doing a little more tweaking than we may even realize we do. Yeah, Kind of cool. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, Chris. Well, we got, what do we got next? Oh, Chris Scharbr came back in the, over in the forums. He did. Talking about our consequences episode. He says, this episode should have been titled, How to Maximize Your Passive-Aggressive Behavior <laughs> Towards Your Players. <laughs> In all these problem situations, wouldn't a quick conversation have been the more adult way of dealing with the issue? Yeah, Chris, I think you're right. I think it, it would have been. And that's, it's partly, sometimes, Sean, I pick a topic like this, or I, I pick one, I'm like, huh, kind of therapeutic. I'll <clears throat> we'll talk it out. And I think you're you're right. There is, <laughs> if the best regressive behavior towards players. But I think we tried to say that a few times. We get caught up in our own dog roll periodically. But. Anyway, I think you're dead on there, right? There's, in a situation, have the conversation instead of using some bizarre in-game type of thing. And I th- I think it's interesting, and I'll be interested to see what more people have to say about it, because I'm, I'm sure people are catching up on the episode with holidays and stuff. But um, I'm just curious as to who's had good experiences or the bad experiences that we talked about. But, Chris, your um your wisdom there is is indeed uh, valid. I think that's a good way to look at it sean you agree i do all right cool we got anything else uh oh iron gm oh frank house eric frank house ah fuck what'd we do wrong now
0: <laughs> uh so he's um what somebody's looking for in an rpg
1: oh okay uh-huh. all right H- hit us
3: this is Eric from EFP, I was just listening to the What We Want out of our RPGs episode back in November, and I've been fighting with this problem a lot as of late, and I think the catalyst, or two of the catalyst, was the PF2 beta making me unsatisfied for a game I used to love, and then running a Shadowrun living community. And I ran into a lot of problems with this, and we still fight through it constantly, and I realized what I want out of my games. Like, yes, I don't want to buy a bunch of games like you had spoke about, Brett. But there's more missing than that to me. And I think my biggest problem, it comes with behind the screen for the GM and in front of the screen for the players. And I mean that figuratively. I want the GM side to be easy to track, easy to run, not a bunch of fiddly bits. Like, I'm playing Invisible Sun right now with a group of people online and... I agree with you, Brett. It, it's a lot. The digital part of it is helping, but setting this up at the table, it would be worse than a war game. You'd have to have a dedicated space. And then the opposite side, you have cyber System, which is very little GM work. And I enjoy it, but there's a little bit something missing for me. It feels very narrative, but I i have been—I ran it for years. And something was missing. And then on the player's side, when I was playing Cypher, even though I was really enjoying it as the GM, the players felt like they didn't have enough options, things to choose from, because it requires your players to wear a GM's hat, to create things that they normally don't create, to build things for their characters that maybe they're not used to building, they're used to picking. Our 3.0 and our 3.5 time uh, in the D20 craze has trained our players to look for answers in a book, instead of creating answers out of their head. Less of that time that we spend as a kid just making stuff and more, what am I allowed to do? Could be age, could be, you know, the games we play. I I blame the 3035 for that mentality. And then Pathfinder 2 finalized, came out. And I was human and Holland. Uh, Even with friends that worked there, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But the game is solid. The GM side is just enough, but not too much work. CRs finally matter if you're using them. I always use milestones for leveling, but the player side has tons of options, but they make sense. There's margins of success instead of just pass fail, and it has a lot of things that I want from my indie games crammed into it. And In the three-action economy, not only is it easy to teach and makes your combat or non-combat situations move fast. And then we have Shadows of the Demon Lord, another one of those games that The player's side, they get to randomize, pick crazy stuff. Your professions matter. They add to your skill. Everything's a difficulty 10 unless it's armor class or some spells. And the GM side, again, is super clean. I mean, just the initiative alone of the fast or slow is super gratifying. So, like you, Brett, and Sean, to an extent, I think I am trying to be more... I'm trying to be smarter about my purchases, I have a lot of stuff on my shelf as well. And my rule for myself has been core book only. Everything else has to be a PDF. Now That becomes very hard to do with things like fantasy play games and D&D. Because I'm not going to buy D&D Beyond. So that is my two cents. I, I am looking for something that is easy on the GM side. Yet gives the players a lot of options. Lets me tell a good story with some collaborative moments and pieces that the players can be a part of. Love the show. Keep on rocking, and I'll see you in 2020.
1: Huh? Damn! Now I want to check out Pathfinder too. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I've been te- I've been tempted. Frank Hess and I talked about this a little bit. I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm not doing it. Like, really, Brett? I'm like, ah, <laughs> no, we talked about this a little bit at, at Game Hall. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm. It's tempting because of how my group plays, right? But I am. Um, I think a lot of what Eric said resonates with me and what I'm looking for type of thing. And um, Eric's a smart guy. That made sense. I he, I'd buy it.
0: He was very articulate in how he framed it up. He, I think, like, going from where players... Had to make shit up to Mm -hmm. how they just go to a book,
1: right? I'll tell you that him saying that we've had this conversation before on the show. Other people have thrown it out. I don't think we or any elder of our listeners, and if somebody has, and I'm forgetting, please forgive me, pointed to the, hey, this style of D&D answered all the questions. We always go there, Right. Is there a skill for that? Well how do I do this? What what can I do? What does the what do the rules allow me to do? <clears throat> and in an old OSR style game, like a like a BX game or something, or white box, and you're like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I wanna search the ground. We've talked about this. How you narrate what you're doing versus just rolling a skill check of some kind. And I think even games <clears throat> older than that, like Gurps and Champions and some of those which had tons of skills and um even Call Cthulhu and my Delta Green game has a Fairly thick list of skills, and so does Gumshoe. And you look at that to say, "What can I do?" You know, we've talked about that a little bit, and I think um, Eric has some very good points. I may well listen to that again just to kind of pull it in, and I'm sure we'll run into Frank House at uh, Gary Khan, and I might pick his brain a little bit more about that. That's an interesting perspective. I like it. I like the way I like the way you put that together, Eric. Thank you for putting the time in on that one, dude.
0: Yep, for sure. Thanks, Eric. Uh, We'll have a link into the show notes to his podcast, EFP. Um, Yep. He's he's got that on iTunes. I don't think he has a website, but we'll get it to some other places you can find it. Anyways, let's get to the main topic.
1: (laughs) All right, Brett. So one of the things I was looking to do at the last episode for this calendar year was to say hey how do we kind of wrap up the year and blah 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 i was just looking at different things to talk about whatever and one of the things that um caught me on the forums i was trolling around through there our forums to be specific and i saw this post from Rayotis. i'll read it um said, the fallacy that the next game quote unquote is the one that will make you happy is nearly identical to the consumer fallacy that the next thing you buy will make you happy until you fix the game you're in learn how to have fun now the next game is simply a temporary solution that allows you to outrun or dodge your problems. They will eventually catch up to you, usually within a few weeks, and sometimes as soon as the first or second session, and you find yourself dreaming about the next game, and the one after that. As long as the perfect game is a dream for you, it will never be a reality. One of my favorite sayings at work is perfect is the enemy of done. Play, play hard, put your energy into making your game, the one at the table right now, fun. When you see a problem, Talk it out after or before the session and find some kind of group consensus or compromise and keep playing. Assume this is role-playing at its best and it only gets better with dedicated work and focus, not by switching to another system or genre or resetting the campaign world.
0: So, thanks for everybody listening to Gaming and BS for the last <laughs> five years.
1: Because we're done now. <laughs> we,
0: we, uh, we're going to ride off into the sunset. Uh, because Mr. Otis has summed up 274 episodes for us in one paragraph.
1: It's good stuff, though, man.
0: He's, dude, he's got to box that shit up and sell it like deodorant.
1: He needs to. No, this is seriously good. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, Ray's always, he's he's wise. He is. And I, I read this. And I'm like, you know what? This is really cool. And this was, if I think back through 2019 and some of the games that pissed me off, like my Warhammer game, I pissed at my players. I got mad at this <laughs> thing. I didn't like this thing. That pissed me off. And I look back at it, I'm like, you know, one of the things that flipped it for me for the rest of 2019 was I'm going to have fun. I don't fucking care what we're doing. I'm going to have fun. Well, you guys want to play? We'll play Pathfinder? Fuck it. I'm going to have a damn good time. I went in. I'm going to have fun.
0: Where's my Clark Griswold? Fun audio clip. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, Christmas vacation.
0: National Lampoon's original vacation. We're going to have so much fucking fun. We're going to be whistling (laughs) zippity-doo-dah out of our assholes.
1: (laughs) But my Delta Green game, is it perhaps perfect, blah, blah, blah? No, but I'm running this game like I'm going to have a damn good time with this. And... I came to the table, I'm trying to have as much fun as I can and I can feel it coming back from my players. They are also having a lot of fun. And I noted that in a couple of the games, um I look back and I'm like, "You know, I was kind of a bit of a curmudgeon in alpha's last game and when Nick ran, I really didn't get into it. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why wasn't I doing that?" Why? Well, I read this thing from You don't make a good player, Brad. No, I don't. I know that. We've talked about this. <laughs>
0: But hey, it's, the fact that you are even acknowledging it is like, we're yeah. making well, progress, I know, gentlemen.
1: I know. But I read this, honestly, and it, it hit me. It struck a chord. And I'm like, you know, I need to do that more. Because when I look back at the most fun I had at the games, it's just going to have a good time. And I think about the games I ran at, at uh, GameHawCon back in, in November. All of them were fun. One of them wasn't. As awesome as the others, but it's still a fucking fun game. Everybody at the table had a good time. We killed monsters, solved mysteries, did cool stuff, hung out in Avalon. It was great. And every one of those games I sat down saying, this game's going to be fun. And I threw everything I had into every one of them, every time. And I think by doing that, everyone at the table then, poof, they, just, they throw it right back at you. You're like, hey, I'm going to do this. We're going to have a good time, and everybody at the table wants to do that too. Yeah, you'll get a stick in a mud like Brett sometimes, who's a douche <laughs> when I'm playing. But you know, go have fun. Have fun doing stuff. Don't sit on the spaceship and shoot the guns. You know, be a nice guy. Go have fun, and not do that. And I've, I'm on record of saying that was stupid of me, and I never should have done that. But I just this really, I read this from Ray, and it really, really struck a chord with me. I'm like, you know, what? I need to do this more. This is a good mindset. Yeah, to have. I look back at 2019 and the games I enjoyed the most, I did this on either side of the screen. I brought this to the table, this approach, this attitude, and all those games, those are the ones I talk about. Those are the cool ones. Those are the ones I had a lot of fun in or the my players were really enjoying or whatever. It's because I did this.
0: I, in 2020, I'm mm. going to have more fun because... I am going to kill more of Jeff's player <laughs> characters than I've ever killed in my entire life.
1: I see I can't see how that wouldn't be fun actually. Just ah. just the just the Jeff reaction would be awesome. Yeah,
0: well, you know, that's what I'm here for, right?
1: <laughs> so I guess Sean, when you look at this, when you read this, does it apart from Kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cute, or whatever. Do, does this resonate with you? So, for no, the I, record, I,
0: I, I don't find Ray's uh mantra well,
1: cute. I really well, if don't. You, if, if you meet Ray, Ray's a cutie, he's adorable. He's so. he is Ray, huggable. Ray, 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 Ray'll see me at Conn and just punch me. You're
0: sexually harassing <laughs> Ray from afar,
1: yeah. Now he's gonna hit me, um, because <laughs> he, he he broke his his elbows, right? That's that? right. And he's all healed up, so now he has like bionic strength in his arms. He'll just deck me. He'll knock me clean out. Yeah, and, but anyway, <clears throat> cyber, cyber <laughs> c- c- cybernetic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, this match with this approach, I think, is cool. Does it strike a chord with you? Do you look back at 2019 and say, "Hey, I had some games I wasn't playing hard in, or I could have brought more to it." Does were GM better?
0: Well, my Tomb of Annihilation online game for some BSers. I mean, it was not where it should have been um, I don't think the inconsistency You told me that
1: was all the BSers which is terrible
0: like, no, I'm kidding you never said that I never, say wow.
1: I could say I that. never I said couldn't... that
0: and I promise I will punch Brett in the face <laughs> next time I see him for saying that
1: That's okay it's like, it's like getting hit with a pillow it's fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well this is a good way to wrap up 2019 one of the last episodes of gaming and BS ever Anyway carry on Um, I, the inconsistency of, uh, that game didn't help, but, um, and I think with what Ray put out there looking at how I want to approach different things, it's, I don't want to say it's more clear, but it does put things into perspective where I could say, okay, this is, it's a game, let's not get too crazy. Let's make sure the players have stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It's challenging and fun. However, that's see the thing is, I would pose to you, Brett, and even Ray is okay. What's fun, right? Oh yeah, no, I right, get it. let's I have get it. fun. It's put everything into it. Put your energy into it. Make it really fun for everybody. Great. Well, let me
1: give let me give you this example. So, my buddy Nick, when I'm done running Delta Green, wants to run a Star Wars game. He wants yeah. to run D, D20 Star Wars? He loves D20. He loves Star Wars. He likes the D twenty version. He also likes huh. the D six West End Games version. He loves Star Wars in general. He wants yeah, to. Yeah,
0: man, Star <clears>
1: Wars. So my first reaction is that's eh, fucking Star Wars. Whatever, <laughs> I don't care. And he's talking Get about Brett's this
0: guy off the ship. That's the goal.
1: <laughs> and he tells me, "Hey, I've got this cool idea." Blah blah blah. And he says to me, "Brett, I know you're not a big Star Wars fan, but I really like it. If you played, you can play any kind of character you want. That's fine." And I thought, you know, fuck that. What, what what are people playing? Well, here's what I'm allowing, blah, 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 I'm like, I want a Mandalorian. I want a Mandalorian, big game hunter on this planet. And this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm fucking in. Brett I'm wants like, you know to what? play himself in Star Wars. Why not? Why? <laughs> <If laughs> it's going to be. What... I looked at this. And I'm like, you know what? I want, how can I have the most fun doing this thing? I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, as I said. But how can I have fun with it? <sighs> I want to build a character that's going to be fun. I told him, I said, I'm not going to be. I'm like on the planet. So I know a lot of. The plan, I can help be a guide and a scout and so forth. But I don't want to be like the one that the story's focused on, or the big front talker leader guy. I don't mind being, you know, sneaky scouty guy. If you think about the original Predators movie, I don't mind being Billy, right? That guy, that's kind of cool. Ah, yeah. He's still a fucking cool character. He's just not the guy. I'm like that. That's cool. I'll do that. I'll freaking do that. Because I can get into it. I'm excited about it. I'm literally excited about it. I, I really want to do this. I think it'll be a fun game. Because I picked something. I'm like, I'm going to make the most of this so that I can get in and have a good time.
0: They got to have a connection.
1: <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. I, and that's a really good way to put it. I didn't think about it in that phrase, but you're right. I'm like, how do I connect with this? Yeah, I'm making me a superhero-sized me in the Star Wars setting. But whatever. I can yeah, connect with that. Shit. Yeah, It'll be fun. <laughs> what are you going to name them? I don't know yet. I'm working Brett. on that. Brett. Brett Fett. <laughs> Brett,
0: Brett Forrest Walker. <laughs> Brett Forrest Runner.
1: I don't know yeah. yet. So I'm, I'm going to look up some cool names or something. I'll figure it out. But to your question, like what's fun is I looked at him like, how do I connect with this? To use your word, which I think is a damn good word here. like, how do I connect with this thing so that I'm enjoying my time at the table? If enjoying my time at the table is like, look. I love being the support character. character. How do I be a cleric if that's my thing? I want to be the fighter. I want to be the face man. I love this. How, how do I? This is the most fun I have. At the table is by playing this type of character. Can I do that, Nick? And I told him, I said, you know what? For this setting, this is what I want to do. I've always liked rangers. I want to be a ranger. Well, that's what you'd have to do. All right, boom, 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 build a character. Fucking, I am in. Sounds awesome. So I'm ready to rock. You know, Brett. Yeah, Sean. When
0: I ran Star Wars, you could have been a scout or a know. bounty
1: hunter or a big game hunter. Just saying. I know. Saying. Oh. I, know. I, I absolutely cheated you and I was a complete douche. And I'm, <laughs> I'm still sorry. I'm still hey, sorry about that.
0: You know what, Brett? If anything came out of it, it's this fodder. <laughs> <laughs> it's this fodder.
1: Nice. Yeah, that time when Brett was an ass. <laughs> hey. But does that answer your question? Like an example of yeah. what's fun? How do you bring it?
0: Well, that and I think it goes back to when Chris Shore wrote in about me talking mm-hmm. about the simplicity of just giving players what they want. Yeah. And, but, but knowing what they want and then giving it to them, I think is, I think that's key. I, there is a pit. There's a part of me that really, really wants to run a homebrew game, whether that is mothership or star Wars or D and D part of me does want to go, okay, what's everybody playing? Where are you from? Pose the open-ended questions and then really going off in a direction where all that shit ties into it. And I realized, I think it was like somebody else that wrote in like backstories. It might have been Ray actually about backstories, screw backstories. That's all going to come out and play. Let it come out and play. Great. That's fine. That's one way to play it. But I also think that having players have that certain connection and maybe a player shows up to the table and says, "Well, I don't want to think of all this crap. I just want to develop it through play." Great. What do they want? They want to develop it through play.
1: What should I do? Help them develop it through play. Give it to them. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, yeah. I think that's a that's a great way from a fun perspective, like we've talked about this as the game master, I'm having the most fun when my players are Yeah. And sometimes I did a little bit of theater in college. My buddy Lenny does theater now and I watch my youngest daughter do some theater. And when the actors, when you're up there and you're pushing something out and you feel the audience go awesome, they laugh, they applaud, they, they cheer, they do something. You, You get a reaction back, which is what happens at the gaming table. It's really cool because whatever you're pushing out there, the players usually bounce back to you like they're having fun or whatever it is. And how can they not have a good time when you're a game master if you're giving them what they want? Right. Yeah. It, it, it's not like, all right, so you want five things here? I gave you five things in a sheet of paper. There you're done. You're not being a dick about it. How do I make this happen in the adventure? Oh, and you just, just met your father. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. And then he's murdered by the guy who, Oh my God, it all ties together. And Oh, wow. This is great. That's what we want to have, right? We want to have those cool stories and plot moments and all that kick ass shit. And, that approach you're talking about, I think that's a great way to help bring your fun to the table, too, because I'm going to encourage these folks at the table with me to do all this stuff. I'm going to give them what they're asking for in cool and creative ways that not just going to be written down and handed to them. They're going to react to that, man, and you're going to have a hell of a good time with that. You're You're going to watch Jeff cry and throw his books at you and curse your name roundly. I mean, it'll be... An emotional roller coaster, for sure. That's like Game Master Heaven, right there. That would be. I would. It
0: would be like a bad heroin trip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A good heroin trip? I don't know. Like, oh, 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 that
1: hurts. All I know is I need more. (laughs) (laughs) right.
0: But uh, one of the things, and I think it has been a long time, if ever, I actually sat down and asked the players, like, I need to know what you would really like to accomplish as either a player or a player character. Like, what what would you like to see your player explore? Now, the only shortcoming of that is, you know, it may not be surprise, and sometimes there's that anticipation or You know, ooh, what's gonna,
1: what's at the end of this? Sometimes you can ask that question in like a thematic way or a conceptual way. What's the type of thing you're like, oh, I like to explore new and uncharted planets? Noted. I want to be the first one to find a lost magic key. Noted. I want to be the one who, you know, finds out my mother is actually my betrayer. Gotcha. That's very specific, but it can happen anytime. It can be really cool. It could be not. What's the level of betrayal? What's this? What's that? There's ways and creative cool shit you can do. I think I honestly have taken some of the players I've gamed with for so long for granted in that respect. Like, oh, I know what they want. I know what they're looking for. And that's a horseshit way to go. Because then what I'm doing is I'm not giving them a chance to show me how they've grown and changed and what their tastes may have turned into. They're like, yeah, I want to try something different this time. I never gave them an opportunity. I led him with this is the fun you always like. Here's your plain white toast and a Coke.
0: We're bad game master spread.
1: Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we are.
0: Well, and it's even harder for me because I run pre published adventures. So it doesn't matter what the hell they want. I'm going to run this module.
1: Well, you can tweak the module, though, dude. I no, think oh, that
0: I, I can, but I'd be. Well,
1: able. I'm telling you, from your, your concept of running a, a homebrew something, if you start with a module, you take one of the old school ones. We've talked about this. Take like Pharaoh or one of the old ones. Use it as a starting point and see where it goes. Yeah, and wait for them to take that thing and run that fucker right off the rails. Just put that train right in the ditch, oh, and then
3: it makes me nervous, Brett. Ah, I know. Oh my god!
1: My old Vampire of the Masquerade days. I had like the um, um, the Chicago by Night book. It had all these NPCs in it and all this cool stuff. My players never followed any of the plot or any of the shit. They did their own thing. But just having a list of NPCs, making notes like, okay, Loden is doing this, and -and so-and-so is doing that, and this person's doing that, and this thing's happening over here. You've got all this great data. So I think if you take just from a comfort perspective, you know, what's fun for Sean, I'm, you know, putting words in your mouth here, but, hey, I like to run pre-published adventures, but I want to do this other thing. You can take it and run it right off those rails, man. You could do it. And that's going to bring, you think, that's I, gonna, you
0: think I can, Brett?
1: I think you can. You think so? No. Well, I mean, I've, we've got a couple chips to spend with the gamer cops, so we should be able to let you do that. Sweet. I'm going to yeah. do that. <clears throat> but anyway, that's, I mean, your question of, again, to go back to that, like, how, what, what's fun. And I think that the stuff we're talking about here is like, it's not, it's not rocket surgery or brain science, as a friend of mine used to say, but. It's a zone. It's a mental approach. Like, I'm going to have fun. How do, I, how do I have fun? It might take you a minute. may take an hour, a day to say, oh, what's, what's really fun for me playing d d What do I really like to do? I like to play myself, but as a wizard. If I can do that, it doesn't. Okay, do that. Do that thing. If that's I what it takes, we really have a like good time. really like
0: killing Jeff's characters, though, and I don't think he'll I, find that fun.
1: I think he does. Oh. I, think he, I think Jeff says he doesn't <laughs> have fun with it, but he does.
0: He', he to <laughs> <this> shit
1: <laughs> who'd I? I didn't kill anybody in my last Delta green session The well Zave walked his character away before he got murdered, at least so he thinks you <laughs> get shot in the hospital anyway um point is is I look ba- I look at this thing that Ray said, and I'm like, you know when I look back over last year again I see the failings, the issues the problems I was not I was perfect as the enemy of done which is an IT thing. It's an everything thing. And in app development or any kind of art or whatever it is, even when I was doing the Avalon Kickstarter, there's a point, Oh, it's not quite perfect. Oh, just one more week. Oh, two more sentences. Oh, maybe I should, at some point, you got to cut it and let it go. And yeah, you're gonna have a game that you're running or you're playing and you did your best to play hard and play it like this is the best game is going to be. It doesn't go so well. That's okay. Try again. Next time, we're all going to have an off session, right? But that doesn't mean fuck it, scrap it, throw the whole game out and have to start over. Like, huh, a few bad sessions. A lot of people aren't having fun. No one can get into it. Group consensus that this is a terrible idea. Okay, different story. We're not talking about that here. What we're talking about is, hey, I sat down to play Star Wars. Yeah, I just, uh, it's not digging it. I'm going to sit in the ship and be a douchebag and shoot the ship's guns at people. Why do that? Why not be the guy say you know what? Sean's got a plot going out here. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go in the jungle. You know what's going to happen? Motherfucker going to steal my ship. God damn it. Don't care. I don't. I, Brett, do not care. I'm going to have fun anyway, getting my ship back from those assholes that steal it from me. And when it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, holy cow. Oh, I can't believe that. That's awesome. That's cool. I was all paranoid about nothing. There's no reason. There's no reason not. I mean, like, just roll with it. You see the big plot hook coming at you. Fucking bite onto that fucker. Swallow it. Go Go take it and see what happens. Why not? Well, and you could stay in this ship if you think, if you want to, if that's fun to you, because I'll throw crap at you. Yeah. But I'm just saying is that I didn't, again, if I looked at that character going way back, I didn't build him with enough stuff that engaged Brett. Right. If I said, look, I'm a ship guy and this is my thing. And what I should have done was that this is my thing. And while they're gone, I have a 25- box checklist I go through every time we land doing this, 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 this where am i at, I'm at the engine checking, okay engine this, then this, then this, and I'm fucking grooving on it and I'm digging this I could have learned so much about ships, ship guns, guidance systems, all this stuff, hey, can I tinker with this and maybe get one more parsec of speed out of this, can I just tweak it a little bit, but no, I didn't do any of that crap, should have, I should have fucking done it because that would have been fun and that would have, if I just rode that character like I stole it, it would have been a lot better
0: or if you would have got interrupted oh. and it just irks the crap out of you. Yeah.
1: Like, God damn it. St- Every time I can't get through my checklist. You bet. That's why the engines are breaking down. That character's cool. Now that character's fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, he would have been.
0: Start taking stress. And then you come back and when the shit hits the fan, you're all stressed out.
1: <laughs> exactly. People are like, what the hell? Are you stressing me out, asshole? It's going to let me do my checklist. I mean, I've been trying to
0: work <laughs> on this for
1: three hours (laughs) yes that's funny shit anyway i thought this thing from ray was cool i thought it bared saying just kind of throw it out there for everybody and uh i think it's food for thought and we should as gamers in general we should approach these all of our games and uh try to have the most fun you can you know and what's fun for you as long, I mean, we can get into all sorts of pieces and parts. Well, fun for you is being a douchebag to everybody else. Okay, <laughs> different problem. Yeah, right. We're talking about a good group of players. People have been gaming with for a while. When Brett and Sean sit down and Sean wants to run a game again, I'm not going to be the asshole in the spaceship. I'm going to be this other thing that I can bite into and go and, and run it. That's what I want to do. Because we're going to have a lot more fun doing that.
0: You heard it here. Yeah. Next time, Brett. It's not gonna sit on the ship.
1: I better not. So if I do steal that
0: damn ship.
1: <laughs> God damn it. I know this was gonna happen. Stole my
0: ship, you bastard. No, that's good. Right, dude. That's good stuff, man. I know sometimes I think sometimes Brett listens to me and he's like, I don't know if Sean's being sarcastic or yeah.
1: But... I couldn't tell at first, I was I was quizzing a little bit. I couldn't tell if you were like, This is platitudinous <laughs> no. garbage.
0: No, it's I good. It's, cool. it's good.
1: It is it good. Is very good.
0: Yeah. So, the mantra for 2020 is freaking play hard. Put all your energy into it.
1: Have fun. I mean, really. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. All right,
0: man. Let's go to die roll. All right. Short one this week. All right. uh, So, Bikers, Dice, and Bars podcast. These are our alter egos, Brett. Before we sold the motorcycles, chose a lower life NPC, uh, or also, also known as uh, N Philip Cole.
1: Ah, okay, okay.
0: He pointed this out. I, I was, I followed Nathan on Google Plus for quite some time, and uh, but he is kind of. I know he's the producer of the the a couple shows on that network um and they did a character jam is what they call it um character jam 14 and they did it on mothership he brought it to my attention because i tweeted hey i got mothership he's like hey you need to listen to this our episode about character generation so i'm putting it in the show notes good show um, good
1: up, good episode for it it's
0: yeah well i haven't Listen to the whole thing yet? I started listening to it, so it's one of those um Which, shows what, where they. What I'm saying is,
1: you're having fun listening to it, though. You're yeah. like, oh my god, it's terrible. Eddie. Yeah, actually.
0: So Nathan takes a, about as probably more pride in audio quality. So he, because I told him like, look, man, I want to hear people eating potato chips and oh, I saw this farts and fl- shit I saw, like that, right? Yeah,
1: I saw the Twitter feed. this Twitter There's a goddamn Yeti in the middle of a table. Fuck that! Shit, I shouldn't have
0: been busting his. You know, chops, because I know he he does good stuff. Um, All good, all good. But there's so many APs that are out there that are just like, oh, God, what are you doing? I hear you, I hear you. But so it's a little different format because they talk about like what they're drinking. So they go Mm -hmm. through like, hey, I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking this kind of beer, blah, 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 blah. And then they get into the game piece. That's what I'm guessing. I just got started into the beer and wine thing that they're talking about. But yeah, check them out. Link of the show notes, and then we'll put in uh, Eric Frankhouse's podcast, EFP. I think it said what does that stands for? I don't think yeah. it does.
1: Eric Frankhouse Productions, I believe.
0: Uh, oh, Eric, he's like raging at his <laughs> mic right now as he listens <laughs> to this. Um, so it's Eric Frankhouse podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs>
0: EFP. Um, we'll put a link to. Apple Podcasts and like one other place. So people on you know, Android. Eric, Eric's can get.
1: good Eric's good people check him out. So
0: Yeah, man. Iron GM, like two or three time winner.
1: Oh yeah. He knows his shit.
0: So we'll put that in there. But otherwise, that's it for this episode of Gaming and BS Brett. What are we gonna talk what is our first topic gonna be in twenty
1: twenty? It's gonna be the GM toolbox. Or Tim DeShane. We're talking about it. Or Tim DeShane. No, it's going to be the GM Toolbox because we're going to be so close on top of our account, I'm going to be oh, slammed. That's right. So we'll get Tim later in the month, but it'll be, what's in the GM Toolbox? We'll talk about that. And we've had some people posting some things up on our forums already, and I know some more stuff will come in. So, yep, we'll be looking to talk about that next time.
0: So I will put a thing in the forums and say, hey, what's in your GM Toolbox? Good and effort. then people can chime in, and as we cover the topic, we could say, hey... Ray noted, yeah, exactly. And Phil Vecchio can talk about index cards.
1: <laughs> Anyways, and his laminator.
0: I don't know if Phil listens to this anymore. Phil, if you're there, buddy, we love you. Yeah.
1: All right. Any any last words of 2019, Brett? No, man. I think it's I think it's been a damn. It's been a crazy ass year, like every year. And um, Sean and I get modeling. Happy with you guys and uh, folks more than once throughout the year, but thank you all very much. It's been five years; it's been damn fine five years. We're uh, still going. Don't have any plans to quit, and uh, as long as y'all keep listening to us, we'll keep rolling. And uh, thank you, thank you very much. Hope you all have a really good twenty twenty. Safe, all that stuff. Stay safe. I want to see you all in twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh, share same sentiments. Um, and I, with that, we'll sign off this is sean
1: and this is brett good night good game
0: roll this episode of gaming and bs brought to you with the help from the following bsers Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, hawk sparrow aaron railia tony sugarloaf baker kevin lovecraft curtis takahashi joe swick Larry Haupt, Mark Tasaka, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Wayne Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValley, Jason Hobbs, Skye, Old School DM, Perry Besore, Michael Dinos, Jim Fitzpatrick, Christopher Gray, Bruce Cunnington, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Niall Diamond, Howard Bishop, Mark Anthony Benedetti, Eric Salzwiedel, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Rich Wishon, Old Scouser, role Jared Rasher, Andy Hall, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bishinsky, Brian Rumble, Henry Newcomb, Eric Tavola, Hus Carl, Roger Brasslett, Mark Sohm, Andy Olson, Eric Avia, Ron Blessing, Jeff Seifert, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Chad Gleyman, Finnolf, Josh Wallace, and Mirko Froilich. For ways to support the show, head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash support dash us. And, you know, check out the website. I've been doing some work on it. Anyways, thanks, BSers. Hope your 2020 serves you well. This This has been a Litterbox Studio Studio Production.